Undiplomatic is an unscripted and unfiltered podcast hosted by Zulf Hayek Khan that will explore the intersection of business, politics and culture in Slovakia with a host of high-level guests across the spectrum telling their stories. Hi. Slovakia, back in the 20s, was the sixth largest economy in the world. So there was, yes, but there, what, a, what would be the unique selling point? It would be, well, Czechs say. have lot, lager, they have beer, they have castles. Yes, but... They leverage yeah. that. They've leveraged their history very effectively. True. You go and speak to the Czech government and they say, we don't want to talk about castles. We don't want to talk about beer. We want to talk about Czech investments in Africa. Are there Slovak investments in Africa? Are there Slovak companies in Africa? No. No. People just don't trust politicians anymore here. How would you think about going to build that trust again for the people? You have to be consistent in your messaging. When you're speaking to the public, when you're speaking in the media, when you're speaking to the business environment, they have to see what you said yesterday, it's still valid today, mm -hmm. and most probably it will be valid tomorrow. Why is there so much negativity? If you're watching the all the time TV or Facebook or Instagram, receiving all these negative messages, this is the spiral of doom. Focus on opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities, and you shall have a plan what you do, and I believe you shall be just brave to do that. We are back today with a brand new episode of Undiplomatic, uh, the podcast. Uh, I'm delighted that I have a guest who is a friend, uh, someone who I admire because they dress well, uh, someone who is very outspoken, often undiplomatic as well, which we like. A very warm welcome to Peter Blaskovitz. Thank you very much for joining us here today. Thank you very much for having me. So it's a great pleasure of ours. Now, uh, the reason why I called together uh, people from the business community at large, people who have a strong opinion about this country in various industries, is everybody has an important voice. Uh, you're an advisor to the minister now, the Minister of Economy. You were formerly uh, head of the Slovak Innovation and Energy Agency. You did great stuff in the digital healthcare with the NCZI, in fact, 130 million uh, online booking appointments, if I'm not uh, mistaken, revolutionized online uh, medical uh, in, in Slovakia. And you've traveled the world as well. So that's enough of an introduction from me. Uh, how about you give me an introduction to who Peter Blaskovic is? Mm, all right. Well, so uh, you, you spotted uh, some things. Uh, well, something I have to uh, correct you. Uh, currently, I'm the advisor to the, not the Minister of Economy, but the Minister of uh, uh, Investment, Regional Development ah, and Miri. Informatics. Sorry. Miri, yeah. correct. So that's just for a, an edit at the, at, the, at the bottom. But yeah, well, let me put it this way. I mean, I'll start like from, from my beginnings, mm -hmm. uh, as you're saying, my profile. Basically, um, you know, I was I was in IT. That was my that was my major, and uh, I mean, uh, I was in applied informatics. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my master master degree, which I held from the uh, from the Slovak Technical University. After that, uh, that, I had like you know these small jobs as a programmer and this sort of stuff. Then, as you're saying, they started my uh, period of traveling, mm -hmm. uh, traveling abroad. Uh, my first abroad country was. Uh, Australia, and you so, don't have the accent now. Australian accent? Mate. No, I don't. I, I don't. It was just for one year, so <laughs> I, I didn't get that. Yeah. I didn't that far. Maybe very when I return. Lucky was, for you. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, so I, our Aussie listeners, I'm very sorry no, if we've offended I anyone. Offend anybody. <laughs> Why do? <it>? Anyway, <laughs> you do. You can. You can do that. Anyway, uh, where I was appointed by some software company, so I did some uh, software work mainly as a program. Later on, some project uh, manager. Then I moved from Australia to Austria. I don't know if I like the name, uh, you know, it's similar name of the countries. <laughs> However, 
uh, it was just a coincidence, obviously. So I lived for uh, uh, one or more, one and a half year in, in Vienna, even though it's, it's close to Slovakia, which is, of course, my home country. Uh, I worked as a technical consultant for, as well for a, for a, for a company, uh, for a software company. Uh, very quickly, then, um, uh, then I get offer from the Siemens uh, in Slovakia. Mm -hmm. So I moved back to Slovakia and I uh, started to work in Siemens in outsourcing. That that time, it was basically a, a new branch uh, or a new new field of business, which was outsourcing, IT outsourcing. That mm -hmm. was uh, something uh, trendy, let's call it that way, <laughs> and that was something which uh, which was focused and was needed some business development. So we did a couple of things, I believe, some successful projects. And after God, after that, um, I so I was a head director of some of uh, the business operation unit. Um, after that, I I uh, I got an offer to build a new telecommunication company in Kuwait, which was of course challenging, and it was like of course a big step and decisions like yeah you go and this is like a Middle East and this sort of stuff and it's far and 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 this is a long term contract. So I I, I knew that it's not going to be for one year and it's sort of stuff. So it's going to be for Can longer. Can I ask you a question? We carry on with your story. Yeah, I sure. just want to interrupt you. You have very few people in Slovakia that have made the move to the Middle East. Yeah. Traditionally, there's a, a very big chasm in mentality. Slovakia is very conservative. We, I'm not making any assumptions true, by saying true, it's a but you are right. In fact, so is Kuwait very conservative uh, in their own way. It, was it a difficult thing to say to your family, to your friends, I'm moving to Kuwait? Because at that time, I don't think that many Slovaks or, or people from this region were, were moving to the Middle East. I mean, it was a bold move, right? Yeah. Well, surprisingly, uh, I didn't think of it from this way. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I, I mean, it was a... You saw the money. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's a part of it. I mean, like, we all do jobs for the money. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a reasonable thing. I mean, that's yeah. not, nothing to hide. Of course, the offer was great. And obviously, that's a part of your decisions always. Um, but it was the project itself. It was something new. And honestly, it was some leap of faith somehow. Of course, you know, you jump into that and you seek what comes out of, out of that. And, which was basically the same thing. As Australia, I mean, yeah, maybe the culture-wise, it's 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 a, it's it's closer. Yeah. But let's say geographically, I mean, that's a you know, I mean, it's miles away. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, you don't want to come back home for just to visit your <laughs> your friends. I mean, you you just really wish that you don't want to fly back and yeah, forth again. I mean, that's it's a it's terrible a thing. Day, yeah. So that that this is another point. So, but backing on track, so basically, this was this was the motivation. So now your question was, no, I didn't have that kind of a worry so let's but when you arrived in kuwait paint me a picture yeah i've lived in the middle east i've lived in dubai for 12 years i've worked in kuwait i've worked in qatar i've worked in oman i've done the gcc i love the culture the arab culture because it's a little bit different it's a little bit slower it's a little bit uh, they, they say in arabic shway shway inshallah it's, inshallah yeah. it's a different way of business and in Europe, we're used to process, we're used to a little bit of uh, A plus B equals C. And in the Arab world, it's kind of like you've just got to, you've got to do what you've got to do in, your, in their kind of way. Did you find that was a big challenge when you arrived in Kuwait? Or did you just, again, go with the flow? Um, it was some time ago. So I have to remember a couple of the emotions. Ah, which you're I young, you're young. Yeah, uh, first of all, you're young. Of course, you're much younger. And second of all, I, I have to remember because it, it's about emotions, as you're saying. I mean, what, what are the first impressions mm -hmm. and how you cope with that? And the first moment, especially the first half year is kind of critical. I mean, critical, not critical, mm -hmm. but this is the where you're adapting a lot. 
So, so basically, as as I as far as I remember, it was like you you stepping out with your with your kind of way of doing things, mm-hmm. which actually. I was have uh, I was lucky because our investor, uh, uh, which was one of the largest investment groups in Kuwait and actually in GCC itself, uh, they liked this way of approach, and this was actually the reason why they hired a, a foreign consultants or foreign uh, foreign foreign people mm-hmm. just to do it this way. But true, the thing is that of course uh, uh, later on you some somehow go with it, then with later with the flow and. Yes, I mean you keep up with your work, uh, but yes, the response time, let's say from another, let's say another side, it's or, or from the opposite side of the investment group, or, or let's say another partners in telecom business, can be a bit of a slow. But um, and what about it, the heat? I well, mean, it's hot. Uh, yeah, that's different. I mean, I mean this. If you're asking a bit, like you started with the, like question, like what was the f- first thing when you step out of the Kuwait? Yeah. I mean, in Kuwait. I mean, I just remember. I mean, you know, you you go like Oof. the. Like you go airplane, you go still the tube, still you are in airport, yeah. still air condition, this sort of stuff. You exit, and then you realize like what is the, what is the heat of summer when you're talking about the 50 degrees yeah. and the high humidity. Well, obviously you know you've been there, so 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 you know that yeah. shock. So I mean, first maybe uh, two days you're thinking only about that and nothing <laughs> about the work. And anyway, obviously you're not starting the work from the first day. It's, uh, I mean, all the settling up, I mean, taking over your apartment and, you know, your personal things and this sort of stuff. Yeah. And this was a grateful because, I mean, the partner, I mean, my employer was, was really good because, you know, in a way that they give you the time for that, for settle down, you know, to organize your car and this sort of stuff. Of course, driving in GCC, you can imagine in Kuwait, yeah. was a bit challenging. Yeah. So, it's, first of all, I had to have a driver. It was not that easy because, I mean, step up in my car, I, would, I think I would cause the accident in the sure. first minute. So by the time, so basically as, as time went on, so you, 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 you domesticate somehow and you, you, yeah, you, you, well you, you adapt and you cope with that. You have, of course, you have to be like a kind of personality, which is, which is, which is willing to do that. And because I had some before or previous foreign experience, that's why it was, it was, of I, I know, I'm, I know I'm staying on Kuwait here, that's but, okay. it, but it's fascinating. I like, I like to talk about it. Uh, it's fascinating because there, there aren't that many people in Slovakia, I mean, who are aware of how difficult it is to work in the GCC. In fact, we have lots of companies that uh, address us and say, help us do business in Dubai, help us do business in Saudi Arabia. But when you arrive, you really have to understand it's a different way of thinking. It's a different mentality. But did you get an opportunity maybe also to travel and see the ocean and, and you know, the, uh, the, the proximity to Iran and the complicated history? I mean, there's a lot there in Kuwait. There's a lot there in the region that people, again, just don't know about. Uh, very true. Very true. About the traveling, I mean... Um I'm not sure now if I say this was a benefit or not. From beginning, it was definitely a benefit. Later on, it was more a headache. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that the project was basically a telecom company, mm-hmm. which was uh, basically interconnecting all the GCC countries, right? So basically all the all, all the GCC countries, which is basically Kuwait, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Oman, and Bahrain, I think. Uh, yeah, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So these countries. So basically, my job and mainly my job and the later stage of the project of it was a greenfield investment telecom was mainly to uh, to negotiate uh, the interconnection agreements. So that's why the traveling was my daily business. So definitely, GCC was my field of uh, operation. And in the free time, obviously, like yes, you go here and there. You go another countries. Uh, it's either Jordan, I mean, or or Oman, but the traveling in Oman, not just go to business, sure. and this sort of stuff. 
So it's a fascinating. Uh, as to the countries you mentioned, Iran, for example, no, this was uh, this was not. I mean, you know, there are some, you know that the, the, those cultural tensions and this yeah. stuff and Sunni Shia issue, yeah, absolutely. it's there and that that was present that time. Maybe more now in current situations even more stronger, but it was always there. Uh, you know, just a small example. I mean, uh, I know the many people in Slovakia and only when there was a conflict in Kuwait, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we know it was a war in Persian Gulf, right? And they call uh, it the Arabian uh, Gulf. Yeah, well, exactly. And yeah. I, I came there and I said, like, you know, I'm a, we are in Persian Gulf. When you say this in Kuwait, I'm going to, they almost kill you. Like, no, it's the Arabic Gulf, yeah. right? So these are all the things. So I, I did travel the countries, which I said. Um, it was fascinating. Uh, between the GCC countries, there are still some, even it's a very similar culture. But for example, the difference between, let's say, Obviously, UAE and and Kuwait is a different. I mean, UAE it's it's a it's a, it's it's going to the very open way. Mm -hmm. uh, Kuwait is still keeping more traditions. They are more, let's say, tied to Saudi Arabia, and um, yeah, right. uh, so these two countries are more closer. And and Bahrain and UAE they are a little bit different. Actually, for example. there are quite a lot of similarities between the Middle East and Slovakia. I know that sounds a little bit surprising. It may sound a little bit surprising to our listeners, and maybe even to you. The wealth is concentrated in small pockets by very few families and then the rest of the people do the stuff and everything is slow. One of the, the challenges that I found is that you find it's very hard to get things done unless certain people sign off. Here, as a foreigner working in Slovakia, I also find this process quite slow. You still need the chairman and the, the director or the managing director or the CEO to get things done and then if you engage on a level below, or maybe even two levels below, nothing happens. That's exactly the same in the Middle East. The Slovak private sector also needs to develop, doesn't it? Well, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, we can see that, I mean, obviously, like even in Slovakia and, and, and in the Middle East, but that's a, that's a bit different because, uh, for example, here in Slovakia, I would say, or generally in Europe, I mean, it's normal to have, a, let's say, a foreign companies, right? So, for example, I mean, let's let's talk about, I would use the big names, let's say, the IBM, and mm -hmm. that, that's a good example, which I will use. Um, IBM is present here in Slovakia as IBM Slovakia, right? And it can have a foreign managers at the beginning, maybe later on they transfer it to the local local management when there is a trust established and this sort of stuff. But still belongs or the ownership is somehow the IBM, let's say, Central Europe and, mm -hmm. and then IBM US, whatever, I mean the structure. Of course, in the Middle East, it's a little bit different. And I, again, I will, I will stick to the uh, IBM brand because... Uh, what I was surprised, for example, uh, IBM in Kuwait, for example, it's called the GBM. It's a global business machine, yeah. right? Uh, but and and but the thing is, why uh, why they changed the name? Because the ownership, it's 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 hundred percent Kuwaiti, right? So the, the IBM doesn't own there anything. They have just a special kind of agreement, sure. which is basically the thing. Because the, the the environment is different. You need the locals. You need definitely the locals there. And basically, without without um, well-established local, but you you need the locals here too. So you see you see uh, Volvo, you see Jaguar Land Rover, you see all the car companies coming here, getting huge tax concessions, big tax concessions, getting land for free. Yeah, that's the local government saying, "Here you go, you uh, you let we'll let you do what you need to do, but you prop up our, our FDI reserves and you employ our people." It's similar. Uh, 
no, not to that extent, because here in Slovakia or in Europe, we're talking more about, let's say, the workforce, the, 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 the vast majority or the major, or, or majority of the workforce, which is the same as in, for example, Middle East. You know, all the yeah. workers are from the abroad, the countries, usually the the people in the Middle East, they are on a higher position, not on the positions of, for example, the workers, the sort of stuff. In Europe, it's different. I mean, those people are, are working... Uh, uh, on different level of the positions, but uh, so the, the government is of course encouraging and basically supporting the, the, the foreign investment, I'm, I'm talking about here in Slovakia, mm -hmm. by exactly the incentives related to the how many people, for example, you employ, mm -hmm. but still it doesn't matter that the, man the management, it can be combined, so that's what I'm saying, but there, the top management, let's say, let me put it this way, I mean, there is a very strict uh, difference between the board and the executive management, and that's all, I mean, you just look to any website of mm -hmm. Kuwaiti sure, or Saudi company and this sort of stuff, and you say very well, you see very well that the board are basically the people, usually some some of them are from the royal families and, and, and wealthy or members of the parliament sure. and, and this sort of stuff. And the executive team is usually uh, some kind of foreigners as well, combined with Kuwaitis or Saudis or Omanis or basically or Bahrainis, doesn't matter. So we took a detour from the Middle East. Now we had a nice flashback from your time and I can see from the way you speak, it's still a period that you enjoyed and an experience that I think you will cherish for life. What brought you back? Why did you want to come home at this stage? Maybe the end of your contract, but it also maybe you felt like there was a desire to come home. Uh, it, it was combination of both. It was combination of both. Uh, it was basically, uh, uh, yes, the contract was uh, basically over. I had an offer to stay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I had. I, I have to say, but that time, um, even here in Slovakia, I saw some changes. Even the, the political and the country is growing and sort of stuff. You know, my family is still here. I mean, my parents, my sister, and you know, you have all the let's say some kind of a base it's still your home country mm -hmm. which i which i cherish and i admire that and i to slovakia it will be still my home and i i i openly saying that so basically it it was uh, basically in a simple words i i came back to home yeah. that that was that it's, was the reason so it, after some time you say you know you reach to the age where you said okay it's time to come home and uh, basically, I do believe maybe that will sound uh, maybe very poetic, uh, but uh, <laughs> please feel free. Uh, uh, yeah, but however, I said that maybe maybe there is a time that all those experiences which I talked before, just even abroad. I mean, maybe it's a time to uh, uh, to to use them here uh, for the local interest. Well, I've been on the road for sixteen years now, seventeen years nearly, oh. and Slovakia has become my adopted home. Uh, I've always wanted to move back to London. Uh, part of me wants to move back to London and then now I found myself involved in Slovakia in a way that I feel like I'm helping your country and there is immense reward in that. Some people may not see it but we certainly feel that we're making a difference here. This is something you're also passionate about. You're very outspoken in the media, uh, you're very good at self-promotion as well. Um, Thank you. Which is, which is something we admire within the community but you've got this in your mind that you want to help your country you speak ill of your government quite frequently you've had maybe a little bit of a fractious relationship with the former minister of economy when you left the slovak innovation and energy agency uh some some say it was controversial i don't know you feel it was controversial 
Um, uh, depends in which way. I mean, um, uh, look. Um, Are you embarrassed with the way the political situation is now in Slovakia? Oh, well, definitely. Revolving That's, door. Uh, well, th this is this is this is for sure. So, if I would if I would put it more general, not from my personal, let's say, from my personal experience, because that's something very little in the let's say we're saying a drop in the sea. Mm -hmm. But the but the but the general point, yes, it is it is very true. I mean. What is now uh, currently the situation? Now I will be speaking only about the business environment. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't want to go into the political things which are related to any other, let's say, uh, fields, which is now currently what we see. Some uh, is that because you, know, you feel yourself going to be a, a, a politician at some point? Well, I don't know. I I, I cannot say, and you never know, say. You know, I I never was. Exp um, You've never you, hidden from that. I, I, this is one thing, and of course, as as as, as well as I before, if somebody asked me. Are you going to the Middle East? I mean, like one year before I went to Kuwait, I would say, ah, oh, definitely not. No. And I ended up. But so you know, there were there were there were images of you outside the parliament saying, "This is what the economy should look like. This is what I should. This is what I will do to help fix the economy." And you do it from the passion of your heart because you want to help your country. But that's also linked to your own personal ambition. I mean, we can't run away from that. You. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm open to that, of course. I mean, like. I do believe that I, I generally do believe. I mean, in the leadership positions in generally, I mean, this country definitely needs a people which are, which are exactly which are op which are open-minded, but not only open-minded, which they have a, a track really, record. Uh, we have we have they have a record. They have they have experience. Uh, they 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 know the negotiation. They know the tactics. They have they 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 know how to manage the things and this sort of stuff. I mean. I tell you example. I mean, I, I, I tell you just a small example. For example, Minister of Health. Let me put it this way. I mean, it's a very common tradition that it shall be a doctor, and usually it was. I mean, only to some uh, uh, some some uh, exemptions. Yeah. Uh, which I, which I, I don't think so. I mean, should I mean, be an administrator. Yeah, I mean, the minister shall be. I mean, some, some, some person which, which understands the whole environment, which doesn't need to know how to be a doctor, how to operate this sort of stuff, but how to manage the whole environment, the whole ecosystem of the healthcare, which means the financial things, how to, how to finance the, the health insurance, how to distribute it well, how to be that the hospitals will be not in loss and the, 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 the for example, the. The public insurance company, the Shelbet Sustrava, will be not in the loss and all, all this sort of stuff. So, coming back to that, it basically means that I, I truly believe that this country needs uh, it's, it, it needs a new leaders, it needs a new people. Uh, uh, were you, dis but, were but you we disappointed that you were not nominated as a minister? No, not really. Because I mean, it was leaked. I think it was a couple of websites. There that was, said there that was, you there was something. Be... Yes, about that. Uh, not really. And I'm, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Basically, I'm working in the public sector. I mean, in governmental, let's say, in government service since 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, I started. I, I was a member of the board in Slovak Post, and the director general of the National Health Information Center for the E-Health, and then the Slovak Innovation Energy Agency. So basically, this is coming from 2012. So this gave me a, enough experience how, let's say, these uh, these this wor world works, right? And basically, this world uh, works in in a way that every day. It can be your last day. It's as simple as that. I <laughs> there's, mean, there's no guarantee of continuity. There's no guarantee of continuity, exactly. And now we can see if this is a problem, if or if it's not. It can be discussions, large discussion. I have many discussions about this. And uh, yes, 
uh, my opinion is that the, there is a problem in continuity. I mean, we have some, um, I, I mean, think... Th there no are people that say that a minister should be just like uh, someone who oversees and then the civil servants, the, the difference between politics and policy should be always uh, established. And then the people under you in the ministry should understand what needs to be delivered on, poli uh, on policy level and then the minister navigates the politics and a little bit of oversight. I, I, I can I, more than agree with that. And, but the thing is that we have some... Um, uh, but there's too much nepotism here, right? Lots of friends have jobs. Uh, the, they don't, you can't kick them out. There's old-fashioned uh, systems. Uh, it's old-fashioned systems. You have, to, you have to go with that. And, 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 and in, many, in many cases, and I, I'm speaking from my own experience... Sure. I mean, sometimes you, you have to put the things on a corner. I mean, saying like, it's either that or me leaving. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is one of the points that I do believe in a, in, a, in a public service, I mean, in a governmental service, uh, you should be not stuck to your job for any cost. And this is important. And I do believe that the uh, uh, vast majority of the, of, the, of, of the people now standing in those jobs are there just to hold their jobs. I mean, like, really, I mean, I want to be minister, state secretary or whoever even director general of some companies which are under for any cost uh, just you know just, just to have keep the title either the title or whatever the benefits coming out of that mm -hmm. uh, it's either the salary of course or the car i mean it doesn't matter or some even public public uh, let's say honorability or some recognition on this sort of stuff but you know this is this is not the, this shall be not the point the point always shall be the goal which you want to achieve and what is basically uh, the reforms and and what you are doing either you are in the ministry of economy ministry of investment ministry of uh, healthcare and this sort of stuff so i do believe when the things are getting out of the hand in a way that uh, you for example you are forced to start some decisions or yeah. some some moves which are not related to your strategy okay and to to what how you understand it shall be developed then i believe you shall you shall be considering that okay then in this case i'm i'm, I'm not able to function in this environment and you have to put it on the corner so either it will be like this or that of course this is very black and white looking of course but there is a gray zone which is the and this is the way you can always negotiate i mean it's a, it's a possible i mean you can do the things that okay fine let's do it this way i understand that sometimes the political uh, let's say uh, homeworks as we call it but it must be always reasonable it must be it must it must make sense the matzo ulahu yes kind of this sort of stuff but in a way that which i do believe is all these things you have to do in a prior that you 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 take the position and this is very important where i can see that uh, don't join the high-level state positions uh, before you had a talk with your superior. It's a, either prime minister or it's a, let's say, head of the party, which mm -hmm. is having this ministry under their wings. Let's mm -hmm. put it this way: in the coalition government, and let's let's be in 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 line mm -hmm. with the, with the goals which the party and the political thing is. And once you agree with that, and at the beginning you set up your own, uh, let's say, for example. Uh, I want to have a freedom in uh, in, uh, in in nominations mm -hmm. in my in my places, or or these are my priorities in in a field of let's say economy sort of stuff. So do it at the beginning, okay, and then later on stick to that. So don't change, but but keep it in both ways. So don't let people push you to changing the directions, and you keep your stay it, let's say it's still consistent. As a foreigner, 
is very confusing because civil servants are paid by taxes from the people. Yes. So they owe us a service. I pay my taxes here and I don't get a vote. So I have an opinion on the political landscape and it's scary. I don't know what the elections will hold in October. I don't know if a government will be formed easily. It's probably unlikely. Now you see people who insulted parties before in previous years and then they join them now. Yeah. Uh, and I see this is becoming a very common thing. Do you feel that people just don't trust politicians anymore here? And if you were to take a, a more important role in government, how would you think about going to build that trust again for the people? Because it doesn't exist right now. I, you are completely right. I mean, the, I, I never do, hear that at home, by the way. You no, are no right. I mean, it's completely the thing it's, 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 it's right, because actually the past, I, I think I, I would really say the past mainly three years. And of course, I understand there has been crisis. I mean, Corona, energy, well, inflation, the war, the war, and the war and this sort of stuff. Of course, these are all the things, but we see other European countries and I don't believe that that, that, that least uh, uh, trust in the politicians and the leadership, okay, of the, of the current country is, is, is any worse in, it's much worse than any country. There is not. I mean, here it's really bad. I mean, the people really, they have enough, they have enough of all the, the confusions of all the all the all the all the you know uh, disagreements and the, this sort of stuff and this is this is really this this game that the trust is zero i mean that's that's um, usually when you come to the people and i'm talking now for example even uh, small medium large businesses and i'm talking to these people i'm i'm in contact with the even the large entrepreneurs in slovakia locals one uh, they're saying, I mean, this is this is not the environment for us, and and this is a really huge risk. For example, we oh yeah, you know, we think to move the companies, for example, to the Czech Republic or and you Hungary. know, or to Hungary, yes, as well. They have still good uh, environment, uh, tax. Uh, we are welcome there. There is a more stable and very clear and transparent legal environment. This sort of stuff. To your question, what I would do or how to gain the trust is basically. It's related to to thing which I said at the begin uh, in the question. What do you have to do when you're joining the role? So so clear up your 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 priorities and your targets set and some, stick to them. Set some metrics. Set some metrics. Uh, set what you want to achieve mm -hmm. and stick to it. Be constant. Okay. I understand the, that it can happen that your surrounding uh, let's say surrounding things are changing okay so changing the conditions like you're working COVID. yeah yeah covid you have to adjust yeah. that's fine you 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 have to adjust in some cases because the world is evolving the europe is evolving it's uh in there are some new events which are happening which are some of them are pleasant some of them are unpleasant so you have to be flex still some kind of flexible but to your core values and the goal what you want to achieve you have to stick to that mm -hmm. okay and this is very important. So to gain the, back the trust of the of, of the public, you have to you have to be very consistent. You have to be consistent in your in your speeches, your messaging. in your messaging. When you're speaking to the public, when you're speaking in the media, when you're speaking to the business environment, they have to see that what you said yesterday it's still valid today, mm -hmm. and most probably it will be valid tomorrow. And not most probably it will be valid tomorrow. This is very important. So I believe this is this is very important part. Uh, in, in gaining back the trust. And then uh, you mentioned the SMEs and the large entrepreneurs. To me, the bloodline of Slovakia is the SMEs. Uh, I'm very fortunate in my other role and my other hat that I get to engage actively with the private sector. And they come here and a lot of the, the directors and senior management say, oh, well, we have to wait till the elections. And it blows my mind. I'm like, why do you, a private organization, care about the elections? 
If you have a robust private sector, you put the government to one side. You need them for the big things. But this is where my, my curiosity, and no one's been able to give me an answer, is because Slovakia is a, a smallish country, compact is the, the nice euphemism that people use, five million people, but it's full of opportunity and it's full of talent and it's full of innovation and it's full of really interesting businesses. And I always say to them, why do you need the government? Why do you want to wait till elections? You want to go to Kuwait? I know a guy that worked there. Uh, he's speaking with me today. You want to go to, to have opportunities in the USA? We can make that happen. We can help you on that journey. Don't wait for the elections. Business shouldn't stand still is what I'm saying. Uh, it's correct what you're saying, but I, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll try to put my opinion into that. Why is that? That's why you're here. It's, um, it's, uh, uh, the thing is that uh, businesses, either SMEs or the large enterprises, it doesn't matter, uh, uh, they cannot really coexist without the government support. I mean, now I'm not saying the support in a way of uh, giving some money or incentives, this sort of stuff, but of creating the stable legal environment, okay? So I understand what I can do, what I cannot do. I understand, for example, what my taxes will be, mm -hmm. not from one month now, but from upcoming one year, this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know that the companies are planning, they're budgeting sure. their next year. and. I will just use the very simple thing is like basically what about energy, right? I mean, we, we had the energy crisis and that it was a so it was so messed up that nobody knew actually what to do. I mean, I remember the last year at the beginning of the last year, 2022, I believe, I, I do believe it was or, or, or now, if I'm not mistaken, actually, it was basically, ah, yes, it was 2022-23, basically where, 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 like, I mean, nobody knew what's going to happen. I mean, the 1st of January. And look, you have a companies that they need to work for the whole year. And uh, they they're doing the pricing for their products. But can you imagine that people were turning around saying, we're very happy that it was a hot winter. So that the heating prices... That's terrible. I mean, I mean that's terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, exactly. We're, yeah, we're, we're now we're, waiting for climate change I mean, to help our, our bills. Well, exactly. But then, then in this case, like uh, in this case, it's the same thing as we put the crystal ball in, yeah. the, in the middle of the table and we do the planning based on but that. But I don't think Slovakia is alone. I think a lot of European... That's true. But now we're speaking about Slovakia. So honestly, let be, let's be honest. I yeah. mean, uh, and maybe I, 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 I put a little bit, I, 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 I bite to another or maybe side topic which is exactly as you say now. Yeah, this is uh, somewhere else as well, so it's okay in Slovakia. Look, this is another thing which I don't really go into that approach, okay? Uh, we have to be always better. I mean, this shall be our goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I... I Cash I, then Lepšie. Exactly, but, but Lepšie to, to the others. I mean, why I shall be, for example, uh, why I shall be comfortable with that, oh, yeah, come on, the others, they have a problems as well. No, I, shall, I want to be better. Right. I mean, now, currently, if somebody will tell me, you know, now in some some indexes of Eurostat, uh, we are in in many factors from the from or, or from many, many values, indicators. Exactly. We are on the bottom. Right. So that's that's very obvious. I think, oh, it's very bad and sort of stuff. But what will happen if whatever future government will come and like this and they say, you know what? Come on. We came into the middle. Right. And, they are, you know, there are. There are six countries behind us. I mean, this shall be not our goal. Our goal shall be the number one. Yeah. I know it sounds very... Unrealistic. Unrealistic. But why I shall not have that goal? I shall have that goal. And I shall do everything to be uh, first, maybe then second, third, this, to be on the highest positions. So, 
being comf comforted by the things that, you know, the others, they have a problems as well. This is not, for example, the way I do that. Do you think maybe, um, and you can disagree with me, uh, that maybe the mood here is also negative. I find that there's a lot of pessimism generally, and yeah. I don't know if that's legacy based because of history. Every day you live in Slovakia as a foreigner, you're reminded of the oppressive history. I get it. It's a complicated history. But at some point, someone has to wake up and think, we have to move on, right? Wow. We have to move on and we have to choose an identity and we have to choose a way to develop. How would you like to see? Why aren't people more optimistic? Why is there so much negativity? Honestly, uh, well, you're right, but uh, I don't know. I'm not negative. I can, I can say... No, you're I can, not, but... I, I know, but, but I can... You, are you not in the minority, though? Yeah, well, okay, fine, but, but this is what I, I, I can... I can say it based on myself. I mean, like, yes, I, maybe I can see that the, the government will represent the leadership of the country. Let me put it this way. I will yeah. call it leadership of the country because I, wouldn't, I don't want to say, like... That minister, that yeah, minister, sure, that get, political party. We're talking about the leadership of the country, right? Or, or lack of leadership. Of yeah. The Which is not in a good shape. And it was like, you know, suffering for, for the past basically months when the, all the crises happened and sort of stuff. And the result is, of course, the, the, the sooner elections and this sort of stuff. But the thing is that basically, I mean, like, uh, you know, the, I mean, starting to be, let's say, depressed, sitting home, you know, watching the, all the time TV or, or, or Facebook or Instagram and receiving all these negative messages. This, this, is, a, this is a spiral of death. I mean, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you coming, said it right. I mean, you the shoot yourself. spiral of doom. Yeah, doom. And, and, and you shoot yourself and, yeah, okay, like, or, or you leave the country. And yeah. this is actually the reason. So actually... I, I'm not psychologist, uh, and so I don't have received uh, like how to basically like overcome this. Okay, I can just say from my from my perspective is like, uh, yes, you shall not focus only on the negative. Actually, uh, focus on the opportunities. I mean, uh, there are actually exactly as I said, there's a lot of opportunities, and 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 you know, and you shall have a plan what what, what you do, and I believe you shall be just brave to do that. And we have many examples, and and and, and you know it well. You, you work with a lot of companies in export area, right? Which are which are young and and, and small companies, startups uh, or companies which they are keen, which are which you meeting the people, which they are willing to do business internationally, uh, locally and internationally. Sure. And this is very important. So. This is the heartbeat. To me, it's the heartbeat. Exactly. If exactly. there's a healthy economy, there are healthy people. How to, how to let's say, I don't, I don't know the recipe. I'm very honest. I don't have a recipe how to convince the other people. But I do believe only one thing, that it starts from the top. So if the leadership is optimistic and they giving you the messages that let's do the hope, we have a hope, we can do, and it's proven even by some positive steps, it will go slowly down and it will, it will open again the minds and hearts of the people to again be more optimistic and to 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 recover from this and i think slovakia needs more people that think like that peter I this do. is important this is the new leadership which i was talking about uh, what i want to ask you uh and a couple just a couple of questions this one is one that floats around with me a little bit and um, i've advised several governments across the world on, on, on different things and you see that lots of countries in Europe have a brand. The United Kingdom is called Great Britain. It's a pretty good brand. Italy is renowned for its food, its holiday destinations, um, an array of things. Made in Italy, the brand is a mark. Spain, similar. France is the most visited place touristically in the world, if I'm not mistaken. The Louvre, Paris, all of these historical values. 
There are all brands that are linked with these countries. I've yet to find a brand that's linked to Slovakia. I ask all my Slovak guests this, if you could pinpoint Slovakia in a brand, what would it be? It doesn't have to be a tagline. You can say good people, you can say honest, hardworking people, you can say lovely mountains, but there's not something that you can sell the country internationally. What is the, the, the USP, the unique selling point of Slovakia? Uh Great you mentioned that. I mean, the USP of Slovakia uh, is something what we are looking for past 30 years, unfortunately. And uh, I'm not sure if you ever found it. Of course, uh, my opinion is not. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's why we are balancing between the things. So basically the brand, yes, we have, we have for example, we have agencies for that. Uh, or we used to have them, we cancel them, then again, Slovakia travel or, or Slovakia brand, and we went to some other branding, Slovakia is a good idea. Good idea, Slovakia. Stuff, good, good idea, Slovakia, exactly. Before it was stuff. little big country, yeah. I think. But, you know, there are slogans. I yeah. mean, that's, that's that, not really yeah, the heart. Exactly, exactly. That's not the same point. I mean, yeah. it's really like what we are. Currently, what you can say, based on the on the on on what is the structure of Slovak economy and production, it's a car manufacturer, right? But obviously, we all want to, uh, to some extent, exit from that because it's a car assembly, not manufacturing. This is yeah. very important. We're not manufacturing and the cars. And companies. They are foreign companies. That's fine. But they are employing the local people. That's okay. And they have many, actually, uh, many, many, many suppliers which, can, which are Slovak companies. So this is healthy for the Slovak economy. But yes, uh, car manufacturing. And that's okay if we would be manufacturing. But we are assembly. We are car assembly. This is very important to, to divide between these two words. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to be uh, staying in a car car assembly. We want to go into car manufacturing, car R&D and this sort of stuff. But it doesn't necessarily need to be cars. Of course, there are, there are many things. and But but one of the things which I, I, I came across, and it was, for me, this is, this is for example, not correct, is a little bit too... To, 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 diverse even the portfolio of economy i mean you know i mean it's a I, we don't want to end up as detroit right obviously absolutely so and this is where it's the huge threat so the thing is that for example there are parts of slovakia where i, I know in effect that there are very high for example it can be incentives and this sort of stuff for foreign investment if you're coming for example like let's say mid of slovakia and this mid of south you know the region of uh, i don't know lucenia the rimoska sobota and, and and this sort of stuff right I mean, this sort of region. But, you know, I mean, even traditionally, some of the regions are ugly culture. Why we want to, let's say, like, push that down? I mean, like, why I Peter, want to... You're, you're ready for politics. Now, I can tell you now, uh, no one has been able to give me a 30-second elevator pitch to what Slovakia is. As a foreigner living here, all right. I, I go back to England, I speak with my family, and they're like, what is Slovakia like? We don't know anything about Slovakia. And that is an issue. Now, given that Slovakia has been a great neighbor to Ukraine during the war and has offered support on many levels, not just uh, financially, but in terms of bringing uh, refugees into the country, integrating Ukrainians, uh, all sorts of military support as well, which has been controversial in some areas, of course. I know the truth because I live here on the ground. But if you went outside when you were in Kuwait or when, you, when other people are abroad, no one knows anything about Slovakia. True. So from my, my question always is to educated, well-rounded, global citizens of Slovakia, what is your brand? And no one's giving me an answer. 
Well, yes, because uh, because there is a non, there is there is not an answer. That's what I'm saying. Because you're talking like... about agriculture and SMEs and and car manufacturing. These are all the economy driving the brand. I understand that making it a KPI orientated country. I'm fully aware. I think that's right in many respects. You yes. look at Estonia, yeah. e Estonia. Yeah. You look at Switzerland, Swiss Swiss Army knife. But, but yes, but but the thing is because I mean those. That's the second are, time we've mentioned the Swiss Army pen. Yeah. The, the, that the, the point is that basically what you're mentioning is basically all, all those countries with the US with their own USP. What you mentioned, it's coming from the. Uh, some it's already there for a couple of or tenths of years, mm -hmm. right? And this is so, a young country, thirty years old. Uh, this is not only that, but since I said that nobody, and I said it at the beginning, nobody was able to set up the USP for the past thirty years. So basically, now your question, what you're asking me is that either I create it now, mm -hmm. which is of course I can, you know, I choose it because I can say, you know, let's do the chip manufacturing. Yeah, we can do that, and it will be our unique selling point. Okay, but. I, as long as we don't have that history, I cannot name it to you because there is no. And this is the point. That's the point. So, but Czechoslovakia why... back in the 20s was the sixth largest economy in the world. So there was, Yes, but there, what, what would be the unique selling point? I mean, it would be, well, let's Czechs say... Well, Czechs have lager, they have beer, they have castles. Yes, but okay. But, okay. but they leverage yeah. that. They've leveraged their history very effectively. True. You go and speak to the Czech government and they say, we don't want to talk about castles. We don't want to talk about beer. We want to talk about diversifying our economy. We want to talk about Czech investments in Africa. Are there Slovak investments in Africa? Are there Slovak companies in Africa? No. No. So the no. Czechs also realized that their history, which is linked to yours. That but, but as well, actually, but, but you just maybe confirmed that what I was saying, because actually, like you're saying that exactly, you, you, you are not stuck to the lager, to the castles, you're diversifying your economy, right? Yeah. And the, so, so basically stick to the one point as a USP, okay? Mm -hmm. In Switzerland, it's a watch, a diamond, chocolate, let's say, right? Money laundering. Uh, money uh, banks, <laughs> let banks. me call it funny financial sector, let's be more diplomatic <laughs> in that. Or it's called either, it's, it's called diplomatic, all right? Yeah, yeah but let's money financial, sector, financial sector. <laughs> Anyway, robust financial sector. Robust financial sector, yes, correct. And um, the point is basically that uh, so these are these are but these are actually if you think if you if you yeah exactly and and these are points. But if you think those USP or the countries which are known for the, as to the contribution to the GDP is not that large, right? Yeah. The lager in Czech is not contributing to the GDP of Czech Republic in such amount that this is what is the economy based on. This is just the brand thing, right? I, so yeah, I understand. So, so basically what I'm talking to you that, or, or what I'm trying to explain is that either like, let, let's call it, we can, we, you know, we can say we have a nice mountains. Okay, the high Tatras, that would be our unique selling points and everywhere we can display. But it, even know. if you have the high Tatras as your unique selling point, is it seen everywhere around the world? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's and not. that's what I'm saying. But it's so it's, it's about the brand. But yeah. now the tourism in Slovakia will never contribute that much to the GDP, okay? But it can, as as it, the car assembly. But it can accentuate. It can amplify the brand. It can amplify the brand, but it doesn't matter. That, for example, I still do believe that I, it doesn't matter if if high Tatras will be our unique selling point. That means that it will be it will be securing our growth of economy. I tell you example. I mean, for example, Romania, right? What is the known? Of course, uh, Dracula, okay. right? I mean, everybody knows yeah. Dracula. But look at the economy, yeah. right? So actually, they have let's call it for some for something they are known. Okay, everybody knows Transylvania, 
Dracula and this sort of stuff. George but honest, Aggie. Yeah, but, but, but honestly, as to economy, it's not contributing. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing is to know, to have the own brand. Another thing is to be something more realistic, which, right. is, which is the economy. And me, I'm more concerned, let's say, I'm less the, the brand guy and more, let's say, the guy which like looks into the little contribution of the GDP and the uh, growth of the, of the, of the, let's say, okay. the well-being. You're, well right, you're right, Peter, you've convinced me, you sold me, you will be a good politician. Thank you. Uh, now we'll finish up with a, a couple of personal questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Your wife, she's uh, Moroccan or Algerian? Uh, Jordanian. J Jordanian. Was it... How did she feel like integrating when she came to Slovakia? Does she like it here, by the way? Because no. she doesn't. No. It's difficult for a foreigner, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you, you know it very well. And yes, um, we are still kind of a close community. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's for sure. Uh, you, um, I, I, I tell you, one of the things is, for example, it's, it's a very simple thing. It's a language. And you know this very well. I mean, like English, uh, I mean, here, even the young generation, they do speak English. Yeah, the level is terrible. On a, it, on a European standard, it's, it's terrible, fine, yeah. But they do. Yeah. But they are not willing to. It's something similar to France and yeah. these countries. Yeah. I, I, I do speak English, but I will not speak to you, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is, this is one part. And the language, it is an important thing to be involved in the community. You know that well, yeah. very well. This is one thing. And this is even about the getting the jobs. I mean, obviously, like when you go and you, you, want to, you want to work and you're not coming here to sit here, right? You are coming here as a valuable member of the society. A valuable member of the society means you are working, you're contributing into that. But it's hard to get a job because yeah. of the Slovak language, right? So this is one part. Uh, so there are some barriers. Of, do you of, speak of Arabic that. at home? No, 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 no. We, we do speak English. Uh, 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 yes. Uh, but uh, then each of us like because for, the, for, the for me you don't have to sell Jordan you see talk about branding Amman Petra the cradle of civilization yeah, but, I mean th that's some serious history there okay true but again I would use my logic yeah. to that uh, let's look at the economy right I mean that's that now we can compare and do the things yes yeah. obviously if we are talking thousands of years old uh, monuments world worldwide known that's a different than you know that's you've, you've made a very compelling point for brand not to confuse brand with with substance yes exactly uh, that's that's, and, that's important and some countries maybe perhaps get get it the other way around yeah well peter it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you there's nothing i have left to ask you if there's anything left that you want you can ask me a question if you if you really want uh, you can be as undiplomatic as you want um no. I, I, I don't have, I can be undiplomatic as we always, I, I can do that and I, I'm not sure if today, I, maybe I was trying to be, but no, 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 I, no, was, no. I was speaking very open in many things. Uh, no, for you not, I mean, today you are here for the questions, maybe next time uh, we, we do, do it the something other way. else or we do it the other way. Well, and I'm, I'm open to that. I'm always happy to meet you, Peter, and you're, all, you're, you're probably the third or fourth best dressed man in Slovakia after, after a couple of guys. After you. <laughs> after you, after you. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining thank me on Undiplomatic. Much. It's been a pleasure. Peter Blaskovic, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. You have been listening to the Undiplomatic podcast brought to you by Zulf Hayek Khan.